Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. Welcome to our first episode of Basically Famous, a podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and today with me, I have my co-host, Shelby, and we're just going to do a Get to Know Us podcast. Get to know what we're like, what we're about, what we love, what we don't love. So we're going to start with Shelby. So tell our listeners like a little bit about yourself and maybe why you're so different from me. Hello, I uh, am Shelby. I'm Tyler's older sister. Um, and Tyler's been living with me the last year and a half going to the Bush school. And so because I haven't had enough of her shenanigans, here we are. Um, obviously we grew up in Brackettville, which if you follow Tyler for long enough, you've probably figured that out. Um, I went to Texas A&M for my undergrad. Uh, my degree was in communication and I also have a master's degree from Gonzaga university. And I currently work for capital farm credit in the human resources department. I've now been there a little over seven years, started my first month at A&M. So I've grown as the company has grown, which has been really exciting. Um, I'm obsessed with sports, country music, and reading Tyler's nodding like a pastor's like, yes, <laughs> preach the gospel right now and speak the truth. Passionate about sports is not the, you bleed sports, <laughs> like obsessed. One day I'm going to go on a date and it's going to pay off. I'm going to know all these random sports facts, but I would put Shelby up against any guy any day of the week and I would put money on her. Like she knows that much. I want to acknowledge that we're doing this and I'm not watching bowl games. So, cause this is important to me. Oh, they're already started. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, tell us like a little bit about like your style, like things like that. Like we dress very differently. Like we look the same. We have blonde hair, blue eyes, we wear glasses. Shelby's basically blind. Literally, <laughs> you're literally blind without your glasses. I mean, but talk a little bit about like more of your like fashion sense. Like I'm very contemporary Western. I feel like I dress depending on the situation. Like if I'm going to go to the NFR, I can pull that off. Not to the extent of Tyler, but like can pass. Or I can be like nerdy. I don't know. Like if I need to, I feel like I don't really have a style, which is maybe part of the problem. I prefer solid colors. I like to blend into the background neutrals black i was gonna say your style is very like this you like to wear jeans and a top and cute shoes like, yeah that's your earrings are my go-to i like my goal is to wear a different pair of earrings every day so i have a bunch of those the one dollar from shein i was gonna say where do you like to shop shein or shine we're still not actually sure how it's pronounced we say it different i call it shein shall we go to shine i've been calling it shein for over a year since you live with me i'm influencing you <laughs> All my life, yeah. 23 years strong. Yeah, goal achieved. Um, Old Navy. And then I follow a couple different boutiques. Shout out to uh, Wandering Maverick, which is, she does ag, more ag stuff. And then the branded Watusi, that's the other one that I follow and I get a bunch of stuff from. We love uh, some good shopping. And sales, giddy up glamour. Yep. I'm a wagon shopper, but I don't thrift shop. I cannot stand to dig. Like, I want to walk into a store, and I want to see the black sweater from size small to 3X and just grab the size I need. I don't have to dig 17 racks deep to find something that fits. I don't like digging either. 
Um, I will also say my favorite and probably maybe not the most horrifying, but just like most entertaining shopping story that happened recently was me trying to buy Tyler's Christmas present. I ended up on a Facebook page courtesy of a friend and thought I was getting um, these really cute like knockoff Golden Goose sneakers for Tyler. They, they were, were so leopard and glitter and just like the essence of Tyler in, with laces. And so they get, they actually have a soul. Um, they get here and like couldn't have scripted it better if I was a writer in Hollywood. Like as I'm opening them on the phone with my friend, um, Tyler walks in the front door as I lift the last of the tissue paper in the box and the shoe barely fits in the palm of my hand. And I'm screaming, oh my God, they're kids shoes. I gotta go. So thankfully was able to resell them, but very hesitant to buy anything. <laughs> I wear a size 10 or 11, so it's really hard to find shoes that and I found aren't super expensive and decent. Like I'm a huge Birkenstock wearer. Birkenstocks are expensive. They're an investment. Like I wear in a pair for five or six years before I, they, they have to be breaking for me to throw them away. Like I've broken two pair because I've worn them so much. And then I finally let them go or I turned them into barn shoes and I wore them at the barn because I don't like wearing close toe shoes. Me and my Crocs back in the day. Shelby, Shelby had, before Crocs were cool. They were no, cool. they were cool like 12 years ago, or at least mm -hmm. I thought they were. And then now they're coming back. Shelby had this pair. An A&M and and pair. They were maroon and she had gibbets, which were like, she had everything. She had them full of gibbets. Shelby literally wore the soles off Crocs. Like, she wore them down till they were smooth. Like, they're rigid on the bottom. Like, I could step on a crumb in my kitchen right now and have felt it through my shoe. And we lived, <laughs> we grew up on a ranch. So, she would, like, step on a splinter and then she would complain. And, like, that's her own fault. You're wearing shoes without a sole on them. I got my money's worth, though. Yeah, whoever bought those for her, they got their money's out of them. That was mom. She was very hesitant to buy them for me. And hopefully I made it worth her investment. She got her money's worth out of those. But... So, growing up, we showed livestock, and we did 4-H. Shelby did a little bit of FFA. I did FFA. I rodeo. Shelby did not rodeo. I tried. Shelby has two um, good stories about her rodeo career. I fell off twice and decided that that was enough. Um, so, then we became the timekeeper and run, like, recorder, whatever, and not also go to the concession stand for you guys. Got a lot of reading done in those days. But unlike the rest of my family, Shelby is musically and theatrically talented. Also left-handed, thank you. And she is left-handed. My brother is left-handed, but he's, he's ambidextrous. So Shelby actually, let me tell y'all, we made that chicken spaghetti for the one I play <laughs> every year, my mom. And we would go work that concession stand for the marching band. I think last year my mom finally like threw away her marching band shirts. Oh, she had that one from when we did Michael Jackson, like that gold one that was really bad. She had it for a long time. So Shelby graduated from high school in 2014 and she was not in band all those years. Was like, I was only, I was in band seventh, eighth and ninth grade. So it was either from like 2010. Was, yeah. So my mom had it for like 11 years and it was not cute. No. <laughs> but I guess she just couldn't let it go. So Shelby's in here when I play. She lots of voice lessons. We spent a lot of a lot of Sundays at a recital. The one Sunday, Mother's Day, 
I would say. Spicy, I swear. Sometimes we had Christmas recitals. But um, yeah, so I enjoyed music. I bought a guitar to try to reteach reteach myself how to play and haven't really pursued that. But I think I did. And then they made fun of me for like, no. No, because it did not sound like a guitar was playing. Taylor Swift Jr. over here. I don't know what she was playing in her room. I was just tuning. It was not good. But next time when I leave, work on it. Yeah, when you leave in June, I'm going to maybe go sign myself up for lessons at the Guitar Center out here. Oh, that would be good. (laughs) You're going to have a lot of free time without me. Yeah, I really am. Looking forward to it. So, Shelby doesn't tell people this, but she sings. She doesn't really sing much anymore. But in the car. I really want her to join the church singing group. Like the worship band? Yeah, the worship team. That's the word for it. Well, it it didn't come to me. I had to start a podcast because my spelling is horrific, and so I just couldn't blog. And I don't want to play editor And I tried to blog for a while, and it's a lot of work. I'm better at talking than typing. I tried to blog, too. Sure did. You only wrote, like, two, though. Yeah. My last one was the Super Bowl last year, maybe. Or the year before. I don't even remember. I tried to do a sports blog. And Tyler, she just wants to be a lifestyle influencer. So that was her blog, and here we are. But I think I, enough about me. I'm fixing to tell these people about these bomb biker shorts I did. <laughs> okay, so there's this new brand called Freely at Academy. It's decently priced, like it's a little cheaper than Under Armour and Nike, more expensive than my go to BCG. But BCG just doesn't keep you held in, doesn't hold your boobs up, doesn't keep your leggings, they don't stay up. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna spend a little more money. And I'm really digging them. Today's the first day I've worn them, but they are like, they're turquoise. So, I mean, they're obviously like 10 out of 10 before you even try them on. I love a good pair of biker shorts. You've, that's probably the biggest thing you've gotten into this semester, yes. It's my biggest trend that I'm into. I just bought a hair clip working on that trend. But I used to make fun of people who wore biker shorts around, but they're my favorite thing to work out in the gym. Like, I'm, they're not as hot as leggings. They stay up. I don't like wearing shorts, so it's just like the perfect combo. That in between, that happy now, medium. I'm gonna wear them home for Christmas, and I'm never gonna hear the end of it. But if these people would just try them, I mean, my dad, I don't want him to be trying on biker shorts, but it would change their life too. Dad's the only person that's probably gonna give you a hard time about it. Yeah, but I've always worn whatever I want. I've never really cared what my dad thought about what I wore. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Tyler, do you want to, for those that maybe are following this because they're friends with me and maybe not really you because I never post anything and they're like, what has she gotten herself into? Do you want to give them your elevator pitch? Well, Navajo pearls, turquoise, and cheetah print are a staple in my wardrobe. You've said one sentence and I counted three eye flutters. Okay, well, I also like to flutter my eyes, but... (laughs) If I am not wearing one of the three, I'm kind of worried about myself. So right now, at least I have some turquoise pants on because I don't have any jewelry on. But I love jewelry, so obviously grew up with Shelby. I rodeoed growing up, was in FFA, went to Tarleton, basically was Miss Tarleton. Like, there's no better way to describe that. She was a student body president. And I was in, like, eight organizations, really have a time in my life. And then, you know, like any old person who's not ready to be an adult, I was like, huh, let's go to grad school. So that's how I ended up at Texas A&M living with Shelby. 
And I go to the George Bush School, and if you don't know anything about it, it's intense, very hard. Um, people who do know, like, about the program are always, like, really surprised I go there. I'm surprised I go there. Um, I, I tell people they let anybody in since they let me in. But I am just all about everything. I share all my life on social media, and I an open book. I don't date. I just working on living my best life. Like, nobody else is going to live it for me, so I might as well live it for myself. And you're slated to graduate in May. I am. And I don't know what I'm going to do, so please don't ask. <laughs> this is this is the PSA. This is going to come out after Christmas, but I'm really considering posting on Facebook. Like, no, I don't know what I'm going to do when I graduate. And no, I still don't have a boyfriend. Please don't ask at Christmas. Like, literally, that's all my great aunts and my grandma want to know about. Not just the great aunts, I would say. Um, my aunts, too. Throw them in there. Um, but you did acknowledge last week when we were talking about it, like, now you know how annoying the question is and you're never going to ask anybody again. It is so annoying. And so if I ever ask you what you're <clears> going to do after you graduate, just slap me. Just be like, girl, what the heck? Because it's so annoying. Like, I don't graduate for six months. Also, you know... Who has their life planned out for the next six months? Not me. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. But you're like an adult adult. I'm, I'm raising my hand. I'm not going to do that. Adult adult. So, no, I don't know what I'm going to do. But we're both like old ladies on the inside. Yeah, my spirit's 82. I say that my soul's 85. And I've said that for a long time. And I'm like, kind of not Benjamin Button, but like I'm slowly making my way toward the same age that my soul is. I would say we're homebodies. I mean, I like to go out and have fun, but like... It has to be planned well in advance for oh, me. Oh, Shelby needs four days notice. So if you're going to invite her to anything, you better give her at least four days. Me, on the other hand, you could text me and in 20 minutes, I'll be there. Like, I'm always down for a good meal. I love Mexican food. A good drink. A good cup of coffee. I like live music. Like, I'm just always down to do something. Everything's an adventure to me. Yes. That so, it is, and it is not for me. I'm an Enneagram 7 with a wing 8. I'm a 3, and I think I'm a wing 2. I can't remember now. And we literally, we went to Baton Rouge for the A&M LSU game. And I like to describe it as the trip from hell. It was hellish, yep. It, it was pretty rough. But I was just like, oh, it's an adventure, ha <laughs> ha. Shelby did not think that. Shelby's never going back to Baton Rouge, and we are never going to an away football game ever again together. After that experience. Yeah. Um, but it was an adventure to Tyler because she didn't have to drive and we weren't in her car. That um, almost got hit. We but also, they were going to hit me. They were coming at my door. We also learned that there's really only one road to get out of campus and out of Baton Rouge <laughs> and you have to turn left to get to it. And all of the left turns are closed on game day. So, and also LSU has no signs for any parking. Um, which I'm going to be nice and not say the joke that I said when we were in the car about it. They they could have used a little signage. Shelby Maybe Brian Kelly can get them some signage. Shelby is very passionate about sports. And so every time the Aggies lose, like a little piece of her heart dies off. And she thinks she wants to like marry a football coach. And can you imagine your intensity if you did that? It took me, it took me five days to collectively recover from the trip and the game. Yeah, it was rough. Home they, games, I can usually be okay, like, by the time I get home or go to bed, whatever. Like, but that one, 
I mean, it just, it was a lot. Shepard's also never going to get over the fact that we beat Bam when she wasn't there and I was. No, it's whatever. Because if I had been, if I had been there, we would have gotten slaughtered. That was my theory. That might be And it my, was right. My, um, my gravestone. I was there when we beat Bama in 2021. I was being a good friend. I was in wedding number seven. Oh, Shove is a professional bridesmaid. So, you know, if you need one, hit her up. <laughs> I've been in seven weddings to date, and I'll be in two more, at least, in 2022. But I'm just a good wedding goer. If I need a date, I take my brother. She's soon to be a professional day of coordinator. I am. I am doing that. But I just do everything. I'm just a little entrepreneur. I'm all about a good opportunity. Why don't you rattle off all of our entrepreneurial things that you've done over time? Well, I owned a snow cone machine. <laughs> Took it to the rodeos. Yep, and I sold snow cones. I don't know how I convinced my parents to buy that. I um, wanted to be the mascot in high school, and my dad said the only way I could do it is if I paid. So I'd have garage sales. All my family would give me their stuff to sell, and I would sell it. And then make my money to pay for cheer camp and my clothes and all that. And then when I was 17, I opened a boutique called South Texas Sass. And did that for like two or three years. It just, once I went to college, it wasn't, I couldn't keep up with it or do it. Now I'm kind of wishing I had. The boutique industry has like skyrocketed. Yeah, but where would you have kept the clothes? I guess under my bed in my dorm room. I don't know. But... What else have I done? I mean, I dog sit, babysit. We've sold Monet and we still sell Mary Kay. Yep. So I was a market partner for Monet. I have my Mary Kay license stuff. So if you ever need Mary Kay, uh, it's just the makeup I wear. So why not get it, you know, at a better price? Started this podcast. I blogged. I've done some modeling for a boutique. I got a bougie beads code, so if you need some bracelets, you can use Eat Beef 10 and get some bougie beads. I just, a little, I just, a little bit of everything. Because life's an adventure. Yep, and I've got ADHD, and so once I get bored at one thing, I move on to another. So who knows how long this podcast will last. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, we're both active in faith communities. Do you want to talk about yours a little bit? Sure. So I am a firm believer in being planted in a really good church home and was like fortunate enough that, you know, I grew up in a church. And then when I went to college, I found a really good church in Stephenville called Timber Ridge and got really plugged in there and volunteered and then um, moved here. And I went with Shelby to her church and it just wasn't for me. We have learned Shelby really likes like them to break down a passage in the Bible and I'm more like, give me a life lesson in Bible verses that go with it. And so I literally Googled churches and found Skybreak here in College Station. And it had the most contemporary website. So I decided like, sure, I'm going to go there. And so I'm plugged in there. I serve on a team. I'm in a small group. And I just like couldn't stress the importance of having a church home and like getting planted in one. Especially in this season. Yes, because I did go through a season where I wasn't planted in a church, and it was bad, like, collectively. Shelby can agree. We lived together. <laughs> it was bad. So I just, like, have seen now what not being in a church 
looks like in my life compared to what it does, you know, being in one. And so I do love my church. It's very contemporary. Um, the worship music so loud you can't hear yourself sing, and that's the way I like it. Um, so I am kind of in a new season, I guess, in terms of my like faith community. Um, I was going to a church here in town um, for, I guess, about six years. Um, was pretty plugged in there at a with a Sunday school group and the women's ministry <clears throat> at uh, Grace Bible Church, the Southwood campus. Um, and then they opened the Midtown campus in Bryan um, and really felt called to follow uh, the group headed out that way. Um, and so that we opened in September with a soft launch because the area, the building that they bought is under construction. Um, so I've been doing that now, I guess, for about three months um, and learning how to build community and establish a new one coming out of one that was already well established. Um, but I think we're going to I'll get to start in a home group here in the spring or a Bible study of some sort to help expand the community and develop that a little bit. And so it's been really cool to see how the Lord's been working in that um, within the community in Bryan and meeting people who are like-minded. And this is as mission fieldy as I, I know those aren't words, but as I want to get, like, I don't, I don't see myself being called out overseas or anything like that, but you know, opportunities here at your front door, right at home, those are just as important. I agree. I think something, you know, we talk about my Bible study, my small group is, you know, there are so many people here saved, but there are so many people here lost. And like our first calling is to our community. So we talk about being a bringer, not just a comer, be a bringer. So I don't know what else. We love the Lord, but we like to drink. We cuss a little, like, we're real people. <laughs> so, you know, a cuss word might slip out here and there. We're sorry. I, I'm not sorry for that. That's just who I am. Yeah, no. It, it is what it is. Um, what are we going to talk about on our inaugural season? So, we're going to start off by interviewing <clears throat> the person most famous in my life. I don't know about Outside Shadis. of yourself. Uh, yeah, outside of myself. Well, I can let me tell him why it's called basically famous. Then I'm gonna tell him. Who <laughs> okay, so I like have always kind of thought about having a podcast. Like it's been in the back of my mind. And anyway, one night we went out, drank some margaritas, thought we should start a podcast. So we've been working on that, and so here we are. But after the snowstorm in February, I went out with all the people who lived with us during the snowstorm because we didn't lose power or water. We lived by a house on the grid with a hospital or a fire station we live by a fire station they won't lose power yep so we there was like six or seven of us were all grad students went out had a good time well somebody said something to me and i literally looked at him and i was like well i'm basically famous and so it just stuck and so now i tell people i'm basically famous all the time it's just my line and so I thought, why not start a podcast called Basically Famous? No, no. You were like, we should do a podcast. What should the name be? And it was my idea yes. to call it Basically Famous. So we want to talk about and talk to the people in our lives who are basically famous to us. And the stories that we think will help us increase our fame. Yes. So we're starting with our mom. 
I'm going to interview her and we are going to start talking about like being a woman in a man's world. Our mom is a rancher and you know what she's had to overcome when she lost her dad, took over the ranch and kind of that aspect of life. We're going to interview our brother. We don't know what we're going to talk to him about. Um, he likes to chase girls and rope steers, and that's about it. So that'll be interesting. That was the rated G version. That was. And we are going to do, in February, we're going to talk about singleness, dating, marriage. We don't have any good stories, so we're going to find people with good stories. I have at least a story. Yeah, she'll be done. <laughs> and then um, we talked about doing, you know, buying a home. Shelby has a friend who's works in that field. She has a friend who's an accountant. So I talked about maybe doing a tax episode and then like adulting 101. We are going to focus on in April on kind of like growing up and graduating. Um, since a lot of people are my age and they're going to be graduating college soon or just did. And so how to like build community adulting 101 and then I want to, in May, we haven't talked about this. I'm just springing this on Shelby. I want May to be all ranchers because May is beef month. Of course And it is. so highlight beef and stories of people who raise cattle and maybe a nutritionist talk about the nutrition value of eating beef and things like that. But if you don't know me, I work in the beef industry. I plan to stay in the beef industry when I graduate. Very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about it. Um, I don't know that I go any days without eating a form of beef. If I don't eat it for lunch, I eat it for dinner. Um, I'm not a huge chicken lover, like totes to people who raise chickens, but I just, chicken kind of grosses me out. We love you, Brett. So okay. <laughs> I, I'm a beef gal, but yeah, we're going to talk about anything and everything. And if you like want to be on our podcast, shoot us a DM. We are, have ideas or questions. We might do like AMAs, ask us anything, right? Like ask me anything. And we're open to anything. I do think we will do like a Q&A, like let people ask questions on our Instagram stories and then answer them. I'm an open book. Shelby's not as much, but you know, she might become more open through this experience. But I think that's it for our first episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow the podcast and share this with your friends. If you share this podcast and tag us both, you're going to be entered to win coffee on us. And we are just so excited. I am. Shelby's not. I, I would be so- more excited if I didn't <clears throat> sound like death. But I'm pumped. I've been pumped for the three for- weeks I've been working on <laughs> Two. It. It's only been two. And starting a podcast through Apple is not easy. So I'm glad <laughs> that Spotify is user-friendly. And our audio is probably going to suck for a while until I figure out how to make music, add in, and all that. But we are just, like, so excited. So thanks for listening. And be sure to tune in next Tuesday to hear us talk to the one and only Donna Schuster and hear about her story.